0: Well, NBS uh, is dating Lindsay Lohan and flying her around the world and giving her drugs and ha- gave her a bottomless credit card and uh yeah, good for her. I'm just glad
1: she's found happiness.
2: <laughs> yeah, she just went through a really hard time, so I'm glad she fa- finally found her uh, sugar daddy king.
3: That is the it. most natural conclusion for the uh Lindsay Lohan story.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a very neat narrative arc now. <laughs> what getting kashoggied? Like <laughs> uh... No, no, doing that to other people.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> there's just going to be a video in like six months that's grainy that shows Amanda Bynes going to meet her, and then she never comes out of the club. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then there, there's just like a six-foot Saudi man that came, comes out in Amanda Bynes' outfit, and like, yeah, it's just her. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Realness Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. Uh,
3: this is Mason at Zizek Thotty.
1: And this is Brad at Fizz for Shizzle. So
2: a horrific thing happened this week, and Deadspin was murdered. This is on the heels of Splinter being brutally killed two weeks ago, three or, weeks ago now,
3: or the Deadspin, as I have previously called it on the show.
2: The Deadspin. <laughs> the Deadspin. <laughs> no, now it's
1: now it's uh, Deadspin past. <laughs> it's extremely Deadspin. <laughs> now it's just a magnet that attracts scabs yep
2: (laughs) to give you some idea of like how we got here so this all started with Gawker Gawker was this uh, incredible media site they did really great journalism a lot of the writers who uh, were with Deadspin up or um, Splinter up until they ended started at Gawker so they've been there the entire time and Gawker started a decade plus ago and then they published a sex video, Hulk Hogan sex video. So they published a uh, Hulk Hogan, um, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife sex video.
3: Did anyone here watch it? Because I, I did not.
2: No, uh, I'm from Florida. I've, I've run into both of those people multiple times. I have no desire to see them naked.
3: You don't want to see that hot dog skin.
2: Jesus Christ! No. Oh my God! No! 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 Uh, people uh, people, like i'm amazed that that didn't become a gimmick like everything else on the internet does where like you click on links and that's what pops up and i'm so thankful (laughs) i'm so thankful it didn't so i didn't have to watch it
1: so uh they published it and nick denton uh who ran gawker for better or worse very very mixed opinions on on nick denton uh his lawyers argued that this is a public figure and it's exposing a a public lie, like a public contradiction. This is someone who's built his entire business and brand over this idea of alpha, powerful bullshit, you know, and then here is him on a sex tape and that is, you know, this is the the real, actual him. This is the public persona and the private person and he thought there was some public information uh, that should get out about that. That was their case, right?
0: Right, About which is Hulk incredibly Hogan? specious and, you know, pointless. Like, who, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, not, uh, not a great argument, but then famously, uh, A.J. DeLario, uh, who was uh, <laughs> an editor for Gawker at the time, was called to the stand, and Peter Thiel's lawyer asked him, like, well, would you publish anyone's sex tape? And he was like, yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Real fast, now, refresh my memory. Did they out Peter Thiel as well was that why he was so
2: salty about it yes that's exactly why they that's why he was so pissed because they outed him as you know like oh this guy that you think is an amazing venture capitalist who's also republican is gay so it's extra confusing that he's throwing all these money at republicans
1: yeah in their mind it's just exposing hypocrisy is newsworthy uh peter teal obviously disagreed and from that moment held a vendetta yeah. quite publicly
2: and at billionaires can get whatever they want
1: yeah the whole uh court case was bankrolled by Peter Thiel. He didn't give a shit about Hulk Hogan, but uh, as this became a trend, billionaires could find cases that could really damage media companies and then just throw their full weight behind it, whether or not it affected them or not. Yeah. So in the court case, uh, here's the quote, Mr. Delario, the editor for Cocker was asked, can you imagine a situation where a celebrity sex tape would not be newsworthy? Because again, they were making the argument, this is newsworthy, public figure, private lie, etc., specious as, as you were saying brad perhaps but uh he responded if they were a child and the lawyer pressed under what age and aj <laughs> said <"Four."> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh.
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh wonderful
2: <laughs> thank you aj but yeah so they got uh they lost the case They like got hit with massive fines it, it caused them to just sort of circle the drain for a while the way they try to figure things out. They ended up having to sell to Univision. Um, they lost a decent amount of talent at that point including uh, Adam Weinstein who's amazing who's a Florida journalist, veteran. His stuff's incredible. If you haven't read him, you should. He's amazing. I love him. Um, Rob and I both love him. We read him all the time. But so then they sort of stabilized. They got sold to Univision. They stabilized. Things looked not great but okay because the guy who uh, was running Univision is a massive DNC donor and like an lib. So uh, there was some concern there, but the editorial staff uh, managed to do a really great job keeping a firewall there and resisting undue influence. And the main way they did that is because they had a fucking union. They were one of the first media sites to unionize, right? They helped drive that trend that you continue to see now. And then Univision sold it, right? They sold all the Gawker uh, media pieces to this private equity firm called Great Hill Partners,
3: yeah, the more generic a name, actually, the more children you've trafficked through your company in general.
2: That That is typically true. I can't say yeah. for sure Great Hill Partners trafficked in children. Allegedly.
0: But, you know. Prove to me they haven't. <laughs> the, the onus is on you to prove you've never trafficked children.
3: Yes, it has not yet been proven that Great Hill... I, I've already forgotten the name, which proves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <just> the <laughs> point. Great Hill Equity. Great Hill Equity. Partners. Oh, fuck me. No. <laughs> It has not been proven that Great Hill Partners has not trafficked children to Little St. James Island.
2: Correct. And we're, we're not saying that uh, Chief Exec- Executive Jim Spanfeller was ever at the Epstein Island. I'm sure that's not the case. He does look suspiciously like someone constantly photographed with Epstein. But I'm again, I'm sure that's just a lookalike. That's not him. Not the guy who helped kill Spin. He was definitely not on the Epstein Island.
3: Yeah, this is all a legend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but so they, they purchased it. And uh, very quickly... Things got tense when the uh, Geo Media Group, or excuse me, when uh, some of the Gawker people decide to publish an in-depth profile on Spanfeller. Um, <laughs> I fucking love the editorial staff for this. They were like, Oh, you're our owner. All right, well, let's see what fucking bullshit you got going on. Or, Cause he took over as their CEO as well. And they're like, all right, let's see what your deal is. Um, and so he, he forced them to get like an outside, uh, or a third party investigative journalist to look into it, to make sure there wasn't slanderous. Um, and then when they published it, uh, it created unsurprisingly a lot of tension, um, and so the, when that happened, one of the chief editors got pushed out, Megan Greenwell. And that's when everybody started getting really worried because they're like, oh shit, they're actually forcing people out. And things seemed okay. There's a few articles published about how like they're pushing stuff we're not really comfortable with. And then about like three weeks ago, they just told Splinter we're shutting down entirely. Everybody's out on the street. They went, yeah. We don't want the site anymore. It's not a property. We're going to keep going. Fuck you, Splinter. You're shut down. Everybody go home. Um, so it's Hamilton Nolan. Who had been there from the beginning, who I've been reading for a fucking decade. The go on. Right. Uh Hamilton Nolan. If you haven't read his articles, go find them. They're they're unfucking believable. Everybody, everybody in that group always had a really amazing way of writing, both really great investigative, critical stuff with an amazing opinion. So you got the personality of each person writing, especially over time. You got to know each of the people. So Hamilton Nolan, I just love. I've been reading him forever. So he's he uh is unemployed for the first time in a decade. Right, He was one of the senior editors, just gone. So first Splinter's down. And then they added autoplay video ads on every single site. Sound on. Sound on. Oh, God. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like I mostly looked at Deadspin at work when I got bored or when it was fucking dead for a little bit, right? You're just like, I got time to kill. What's going on? Um, or when it's busy. Or
1: yeah. You just don't want to do anything. Boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I read... Barry Pachewski articles on company time.
3: <laughs> That's a classic rhyme right there.
1: <laughs> but so every single
2: uh, every single one of the sub sites for what is now the Gizmodo Media Group put up a thing that said, hey, what do you think of these ads? Geo Media did not like that question.
1: Well, just a uh, small uh, thing. Gizmodo was what, what it was under Univision. It's Geo under uh, Great Hill. Oh, okay.
2: That, that That's just, for, just for confusion. Yep. Make it extra confusing for everybody. But basically all the subsides, every single one, Jalopnik, Kotaku, all of them put a like, hey, what do you guys, you, the, the the reader, the audience, like, how is this going? And it was universally people being like, this fucking sucks. I hate this shit. Um, <laughs> and they, the the equity firm did not like that. It lost them a million dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also because Spanfeller's professional qualifications, and I'm using the word qualifications so loosely right now that it almost has no meaning. Uh, years ago, he made his bones as an ad person inventing very obtrusive, loud video uh, pop ups. Like that was his thing. Yep. He's the guy that had that genius innovation and coasted on that from job to job, company to company, till now. So he arrives at Geomedia, which is a profitable, well loved, successful site or a collection of sites, and goes, hmm, I know how I can. Throw my weight around. I'll use my expertise to improve the product and deliver more uh, page views to our advertisers. Not thinking or caring beyond that. So yeah, GeoMedia's actual staffers and employees asked the audience what they thought.
2: So, but that, that was, sorry, so that was in between the, it was right around the time that they killed Splinter, they started doing that. And that, the fact that they asked the audience what they thought really pissed off Spanfeller. And then about two weeks ago, a memo came down to deadspin that said you're not allowed to talk about anything that's not sports anymore
1: said stick to sports
2: stick to sports yes there's a really fantastic article written by laura wagner a few weeks back about this um when they started to get this push uh, and she was explaining part of the reason she was like we're journalists too we do care about the revenue because it's how we keep our fucking job right she was like but every little piece of data we have shows that that we get double the engagement on the non-sports articles we push over the sports articles. Like, Deadspin writes some of, or has some
0: of the most, like, viscerally satisfying teardowns of Trump. Every yeah. one of David Roth's articles about Trump is fucking hilarious.
3: Incredible. He's he, he gets, like, this weird, he gets into his head in, I think, a way that no one else does when they write about him. It's very good. It's
0: un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like he has some like weird like superpower but instead of like helping <laughs> save the world, he just gets inside narcissistic, demented, like <laughs> blind fat assholes.
2: What a skill set. I mean, I feel terrible for him and his mental health, but <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna is gonna be like one of those one of those detectives who has to get into minds of killers, and then after a while, you're just burnt out and just dr- hard drinking alcohol. Yeah,
3: he's <laughs> he's he's gonna catch late stage syphilis like by proxy. Thinking, like,
4: <laughs> <for a while. laughs> Skip
2: the t- first two phases and go yeah. straight to tertiary. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but so been posts a lot of like not sports stuff. Uh, they even have a separate little sub site called the Concourse that they put a lot of those things on. They're good, including my absolute favorite yearly thing they do, which is Drew McGarry's review of the Williams and Sonoma Christmas catalog. It's so good, and it, we're not going <laughs> to get it this year, and I'm fucking heartbroken. It has nothing to do with oh, sports, yeah. and it's amazing, and it's one of the most popular features that they do. So there's a reason that they do this. It's not just they're like, "Fuck you, we don't, we can do whatever we want." It's like, no. People want a viewpoint, right? They don't want some generic ass sports thing, especially because you can't compete financially with the journalism of like ESPN. Like Disney can give them unlimited resources to have a reporter in every single sports stadium.
0: Just just
2: to put this into perspective, Fox cannot compete
0: with espn yeah. yeah and so like, like espn creates its own content espn like creates
2: sports stories and then reports on them
0: like it's just like they're just so impossibly big so what what is deadspin supposed to do
2: exactly you know? like if you don't have the resources to do they're like we're going to do the breaking news thing then that means you need to have a viewpoint and they absolutely have that right and it creates a community around it because people like that viewpoint you feel like you get to know the journalists because you do like reading something from Hamilton Nolan, screaming about why you shouldn't play music in a gym, that's amazing. I love that. Like, why the fuck is this on here? He I don't know. He only
1: has good takes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you shouldn't play music in a gym. Who the fuck is that for? Who is in a gym without headphones? It's just no, annoying. No, no,
1: no. Chef. You're misunderstanding. You weak beta. <laughs> He's saying not even music in your headphones engage oh. with the pain, lift, <laughs> sweat, become a man or a woman or whatever you want to be, but do it with the iron bar and willpower, <laughs> not Kesha in your fucking AirPods. <laughs> Don't use it as a crutch, you coward. I shouldn't have to explain this to you because Deadspin should still be around. <laughs> yeah. He should be able to just send you the fucking article.
2: <laughs> so that's how Deadspin's been working. And so they got the memo, you all got to stick to sports. And so what they Deadspin decided to do was they spent a whole day just posting nonstop, unrelated sports articles, but filed under stick to sports. Uh, so there's one in particular that was all the good dogs I met in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> Three good dogs I met. Great article. Just three? The dogs are wonderful. I loved all of them. But that article got Deputy Editor Barry Pachewski fired. (laughs) Yes. So that's what kicked all this off, is they fired one of the editors over the fact that they didn't immediately stick to sports. Um, That was last week. This week rolls around, and they had a meeting a few days before Halloween, and not entirely sure what happened in that meeting, but it went so poorly that every single editor and writer for Deadspin quit over three days. All of them. The entire staff quit. So by Thursday, yes, by Thursday night, uh, by Halloween evening, not a single writer-editor was still on staff. One gave two weeks notice, but they just closed off her credentials. Um, anyway, so not a single person was still on staff by Thursday night. Uh, they, they, on their way out, posted things like uh, Jim Spankfellers and Herb.
0: Which apparently, like, incredibly upset him.
2: Yeah, they, they, uh, they moved it around on the site a few times to try to hide it from people. So, so that was on the way out. Nobody was on staff anymore. They closed all the comments, too, because people were cursing at Spanfeller in all the comments. So that's where we're at Thursday. Um, they're dead. Everyone is gone, right? Everybody's mourning. And then uh, on Friday, this dude on Twitter, who's a freelance journalist, said, like, hey, I just I, I wrote my first article for Deadspin. Um, and his name is Alan Goldscher.
0: His name is fucking Scab.
2: Scabby (laughs) McFucks. So he put put this up, and the post was only up for 55 minutes. This gives you a sense for how things went. Oh, my God. (laughs) You coward. Coward. He put it up. A bunch of leftists and literally all the journalists online (laughs) popped in to call him a scab in various colorful terms. He pulled his post down and then put up a series of Twitter posts apologizing, saying he would never write for deadspin again he wasn't aware of the situation Uh, so his actual quote is i listen to the room and i'm out of deadspin i hear what you guys are saying and i respect it this clearly wasn't a good idea and i appreciate that i was pointed in the right direction
1: yeah it he knew what he was doing a hundred percent uh it's not that he doesn't want to be a scab it's that it's really hard to be a writer uh and in media if you piss off every single writer in media yes So that's like, ooh, I'm never going to get hired for anything ever again if everybody hates me. So I'm going to just pretend I didn't know from the start what Deadspin was.
3: Okay, but here's the thing. I actually will write for Deadspin, but the only thing I'll write (laughs) will be an in-depth review of the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Beat by
2: beat. (laughs) (laughs) You have to write it in the same like romance novel-style lingo. It's like, he took out his throbbing member.
3: Your skin looks like an uncooked hot dog," she said to him. He said, "That's because it is an uncooked hot dog." <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna keep
2: doing this. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say you could you could keep saying whatever you want in that voice for as
1: long as you want. Not on not on the main. Again, you subscribe to Patreon, you can get the sorts of uh, content. The Patreon
3: is where I put all my Hulk Hogan erotica. It's just me reading it. <laughs>
1: Uh, you joke, but now you're
2: going to have to deliver that. I hope you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
3: that's- <laughs> if you read it, I'll read it.
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Done. <laughs> Deal. Done. Easy. <laughs> so that's how Deadspin ended. Uh, the best article to read about this, um, assuming they keep it up, so this is the problem. It was written on the site, so they might take it down at any point now. Laura Wagner, I believe, again, it was her, wrote an article about the adults in the room that really explains like what they're trying to do, how the site, it's like a really good behind the scenes into what's going on with the site, how they've made money, that kind of thing. And she lays it out. Like we're profitable. We're doing really well. Like none, none of that's an issue. Uh, the issue is they want to do specific things because they want the broadest possible audience. And that's not how shit works now. And it's not, there's a hundred percent not how things yeah. work. Like the right wing figured out ages ago. That's why Fox news made a bajillion dollars. Nobody wants broadest possible. They want someone with an opinion that they are, or a viewpoint that you agree with or find interesting, and I mean, this is also this is how private equity works, right? The plan.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, but this isn't like yeah, this isn't Toys R Us, right? Exactly. Like these are people that like people the, the people that read these like have a have a, like are cheering for the writers here, like you know maybe you're so upset about Toys R Us, but you're not like oh man we got to make sure Babies R Us is like you know that's my, my that's my G, like there's no other option for us now, right. like there's nothing else on the internet that's like that.
3: I'm cheering for the writers unless they let me add. Uh, Brother, let me slam that pussy into the (laughs) the location
2: of Deadspin.
3: Ultimate warrior.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The way that private equity does for these, the ones that they're clearly not trying to keep long-term, is they want to reduce the quality of the site faster than they lose readership so that they can capitalize on that difference. So you can usually get a year or two out of that. Uh, and you, you cash out, you make a ton of money off of it and you go, great, fuck them. And you leave them on the fucking boneyard on the way out. And they were going to force out each of these editors and writers one by one. I totally believe that it doesn't work if they all leave at once in solidarity. It doesn't work if you piss off the entire readership at once, right? There's no slow bleed. There's no long tail that they can profit off of. So this fucks their plans, right? The end result is where they were going to get, but they needed the in between to profit.
0: I would just like I would just like to say about Deadspin specifically, it's kind of like it is really the end of an era because it was that, that sort of like early, that late two thousands, you know, the sports blog explosion, yeah. the video game blog explosion, where everyone could make their own blog and like you could create your own content. Drew Magary started at uh what Kissing Susie Kolber, remember that website? Yeah,
1: God, that was years amazing. ago.
0: Yeah, that was back when we were all still like in college.
1: That's actually and not sexist. It's woke. It refers to Susie Kolber literally being sexually assaulted.
2: On the um, field yeah. by, by Joe Namath. Joe Namath. That's who it was. I couldn't come in there. It was like was just drunk. Yeah, a drunk Joe Namath propo- like, proposed that she kiss him and then leaned in and tried to go for it during a live broadcast.
0: Yeah. During oh. an interview. Like- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all those websites are gone now because they all got, you know,
2: they got put into Gawker and obviously Gawker's gone. So it's like, yeah, well. Yeah. So now Gizmodo Kotaku and Jalopnik and I guess Takeout are still going. But who knows what's yeah. going on with them, right? Like, it, it doesn't bode well. Dave, if you are a fan of just Kotaku um, or just Jalopnik, I'd be real fucking worried right now. Because they've made it very clear that the plan is to destroy the quality and cash out. They're not going to let them just do what they keep have been doing for a while, which means all the people you like reading on all uh, like Michael Balabon on Jalopnik fucking rules. Balabon. Now I'm worried about Balabon, right? Cause like there's a chance that they force them out too. Worried about Balabon sounds like a lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so sadly, sadly, that's uh, been his dad. Splinter is dead. Um, the current media funding model does not work to get good journalism because it is billionaires or private equity firms at the top And they will always have uh, diametrically opposed views about what should be covered. There's a reason why Renan Farrow had to write an entire separate tell-all book about how hard it was to get his Harvey Weinstein piece published, right? Because every time he tried, someone higher up, NBC, wherever, would kill it because they were friends because at the end of the day... Rich is all that matters, right? Rich is the class that they care about. And the rich people will always fucking rich people have more class consciousness and solidarity than any of us ever will. And they use it to the hilt. So having every media company owned by a rich capitalist is never going to be good for journalism. So, like, I don't know what the alternative is. Like, uh, you know, it feels fucking hacked to say crowdfunding. That's bullshit. Like, obviously, you want like a worker co-op, but it's like that shit's hard to get off the ground because it doesn't turn money quickly right
3: yeah i mean a worker co-op that somehow crowdfunded through something like something equivalent to patreon maybe not patreon but it has to be something else this model doesn't fucking work and this whole thing has really been a good case study in why it doesn't fucking work right because your interests are always going to be in contradiction with capital
2: exactly even when you're profitable even when you make money even for the capitalists it does not amazing. matter amazing
3: yeah, now, now White Mountain Capital, or whatever the fuck is called, <laughs> has like 10, like, okay, I'm going to try. Great Hill Capital? Is that what
2: it was? Yes. Great Hill Partners. Fuck, yeah, you got okay. pretty much got oh, it. Oh, shit.
3: I was so close. It's like, <laughs> it's like fucking sand through my fingers. I can't get that.
2: But private equity works under the same sort of tenant as like uh, Vampire Covenants and all the very, and like Vampire the Masquerade. No one should know who you are, right? No. You're just behind the scenes, sucking blood, you know, taking victims whenever you want, and no one fucking is aware of it. I hate that you don't know anything about Vampire
1: the Masquerade. (laughs) (laughs) Stay in your fucking lane. Also, uh, this is going to be fine for them because, A, we know about, you know, one- tree hill partners or whatever the fuck it is now <laughs> but what interaction do we have with them like we know they're bad but there's very little anyone individually can do about it because in the same way that none of us were hiring Blackwater to begin with
2: it's we don't interact with them right so it's very easy for them to just you go like i'm angry at these people and it's like all right but where are they i will i will say new york makes that a little easier they build giant gleaming empty towers just for themselves <laughs> so it's a lot easier to be like where are they like right there there like right you see you see the floor to ceiling uh windows that you can look right in so you can see the rich ship but never get there that's where they're yeah, where yeah. yeah. speaking
0: of uh speaking of corrupt New Yorkers fleeing the city
3: uh yeah. <laughs> Trump <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's a good transition point good word, yeah that guy. works
2: <laughs> hell yeah one successful transition <laughs> Trump for those who don't know Trump changed his residency from New York to Florida this week lots of theories abound as to why uh, I just want to jump in that we've uh,
0: something else happened with Trump moving in uh, so Paula White Kane is uh, spirit Trump's spiritual uh, advisor she just received an official position in the White House she is everything that you think an evangelical grift uh, woman would look like with a name like that um, she is horrific and evil and all these things her book something greater has described uh, in 2006, Trump was taking steps to build a glass cathedral. Trump <laughs> wanted to he wanted to build a house of God. He said, "Let's do this. Let's do this before we're too old." Um he had an architect in place and you know whatever whatever whatever. I think Trump is going to build a cathedral in Florida and become a mega church pastor and that is like the ultimate grift. He is going to ascend to the highest level of taking money from stupid idiots and being like untaxable, which is just throw it all behind a church.
2: I mean, That's it's my- a good thing he went to South Florida because the Scientologists got Tampa locked down.
3: <laughs> no, I joined that church.
2: Sounds fun. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs>
0: But anyway, oh. be on the lookout for Trump branded uh, megachurches coming to a suburban.
1: Uh, I'm so fucking
0: <laughs>
3: excited for that.
0: Suburban subdivision near you.
1: You know how there's the Florida Man thing,
4: yeah.
1: Which you know it, it's problematic, and I think it's citations needed has a great explainer on why Florida Man is such a phenomenon. You know, and it really has to do with sort of uh, national classist gawking at a state that has transparency laws when it comes to people who are arrested. Yes. Like the public records laws in Florida are occasionally uh, very strong. Mm-hmm. And so if you're the New York Post, you can just harvest those for content every single day. So in general, the Florida man thing, not good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, that said... Class isn't
3: you, bad, but... <laughs>
1: you know, he, every once in a while, you gotta dip your toe. And uh, Amanda... Uh, Amanda loves Henning Santiago for city and state New York discovered something very powerful and the headline for her article is Trump headlines make more sense now that he's a Florida man. And if you (laughs) would, I think Brett and I are just going to read a couple headlines that, uh, if you recontextualize Trump as Florida man, I think make a, uh, things make more sense. So I'll, I'll start here. We'll just do this real quick. Uh, Florida man attacks Prime Minister of Denmark for not selling him Greenland. <laughs> Florida man says he wants to dig moat, stock it with alligators. Florida man refers to Mexican immigrants as rapists while hiring them as gardeners. Yikes.
2: <laughs> Florida man tells radio hosts it's okay to call his daughter a piece of ass.
1: <laughs> Florida man says he and his daughter, quote, both like sex. Florida man wonders if it's wrong to be sexually attracted to his own daughter Florida man throws paper towels at a crowd of hurricane survivors
2: (laughs) 18 musicians ask Florida man to stop playing their
1: music Florida man booed by entire baseball stadium Uh,
2: Florida man hires lawyer from country's lowest ranked law school to
1: pay porn star hush money Florida man attempts to woo porn star by telling her she reminds him of his daughter. <laughs> uh, Florida man
2: treats NCAA college football champions to buffet of fast food.
1: Florida man cyberbullies comedian Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Florida man claims president is secretly from Kenya. Florida man worries that being on reality TV show will alarm his mafia associates. <laughs> Florida man sneaks into beauty pageant changing room. Florida man spends charity money on portrait of himself.
2: Uh, Florida man declares himself very stable genius.
1: Florida man files for bankruptcy four times, calls self, quote, brilliant businessman. <laughs> so these are all just lazy New York Post headlines that, you know, for once is accurate and about someone needlessly rich and powerful and literally the president of the country. So, you know, that made me giggle a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Trump, hurricane
2: one is. Mwah.
1: Yeah, Trump, welcome home.
2: Yeah. No, this is
3: only correct. I'm glad he's going where he deserves to be.
2: Like I said before, there's a lot of like theories. There's a lot of theories about why he's doing this. The only one that actually makes sense to me, because I've heard about this before, and will also help explain to you why Florida is the way it is, uh, is something called the homestead provision. So every state has something called a homestead provision in their state constitution, usually, uh, and it basically means if uh, you, for-
3: you get to kill three Native Americans and you get. 3,000 acres of land.
2: Oh, that's Oregon's homestead. Close. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. I messed
2: that up. Uh, But so most states have this thing. uh, It's homestead provision. And it means that if you go bankrupt or the government takes all your money for whatever criminal activities, you get to keep a home of X value. X in almost every state is sub $300,000. Basically, you get to keep a residence that is not super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. In Florida, that number is $25 million. Mm, fuck. So what a lot of criminals like to do is buy Miami real estate for a rainy day on the off chance that one day you're caught with your hand in the till. You have a residence that's still quite comfortable in Miami that you can retire to. So if you are the sort that thinks Trump is actually going to get fucked by any of the 30 investigations into his finances which he's not it makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense to move to florida and change your residence nothing else changes it just means now you get to keep an expensive home
1: then he changes residence to mar-a-lago yes yes
2: for the mar-a-lago thing he'd be able to keep it and any sort of bankruptcy thing he has to go through if the government takes and repossesses anything right he'll get to keep that property the taxes is fucking stupid uh as can't even believe i'm fucking saying this but as cuomo said it's not like he's paid new york taxes before anyway which quick pause hey cuomo maybe you could have fucking done something about that at literally any point in the time that you've been governor it's
3: almost as if you were in power and could have done something with that
2: but yeah him moving for taxes makes no fucking sense uh switching it for taxes that's that's dumb somebody tried to say like he can't be extradited from florida also fucking stupid no it's, it's actually
3: technically a sovereign nation
2: um. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't dodge warrants in Florida guys like I know that's a common myth but no you will still go to jail
0: there was a there was a theory that it was about uh he's gonna make Rudy his vice president for a second term and they can't both be yes. from New York or it would help if they had to like <laughs> yes. you know some like 19th century election shenanigans oh. went on they you know the house had to v- split their uh delegate votes or something like that
3: I am so excited for Rudy Giuliani i just in general no i want to see his teeth his bottom teeth fall out on stage (laughs) just at the rnc he's gonna become vice president i know it but it will be fun to see
1: it's gonna be biden versus giuliani and biden's biden's tops fall out and giuliani's bottoms fall out (laughs) and then they just (laughs) meld together and go no new taxes (laughs) uh the
2: other one i saw the the traditional media establishment being dumb as fuck in all things uh, someone actually tried to do the takeoff. This is so that he can make sure he swings Florida in 2020. Like, first of all, if you're dumb enough to think Florida's on the table for Trump, like, fuck off. That that state is full to the hilt for Trump, right? He holds full-on Nazi rallies at this point in Pensacola. Like, uh, no, Florida's voting for Trump. They might vote for a Democrat for governor, but they're going to vote for Trump for president, 100%. Well, I think yeah. we
1: just learned they are not going to vote for a Democrat for governor since they went with Ron DeSantis over Andrew Gillum. Now, Gillum had plenty of problems, but uh, so did Ron DeSantis, actual uh, of open racist. Open modder of a racist forum, yes.
3: Actually, no. If he hadn't been open racist, you wouldn't have won that one.
2: Correct. Let's give Florida a little credit.
0: Also always fun to remember Rod DeSantis was named in the Miller investigation for taking uh, stolen information from Hillary's campaign to help him win his district in 2016 <laughs> cool. But now he's governor so you know you can't do anything to him. it's, it's a good system you all have here.
2: <laughs> I, I would say there's an outside shot that they can win the governors well not that it's up anytime soon but with the uh, if felons actually get to vote
1: here's the plan ready <sighs> Felons get to vote. And we get DeSantis out by running a young, inspiring radical called Jeb Bush. <laughs> Bring him back. Jeb, Jeb, Jeb.
3: Wow, you want Florida felons to vote? You mean you want Donald Trump to vote in a couple of years after Mueller gets him?
1: Oh, uh, liberal burn. Uh, um, I don't think he'll be able to vote because the Cheetos will smudge his ballot, butterfly <laughs> ballot, recount, <Ooh>. remember? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen a, a hung Chad ruin the election since I failed to place the crucial vote on, well, who gives a fuck? I fucked a big dick Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do a Romney son, but yes. Do you know the name of Romney's sons?
2: I know a few of them. Mostly Tug. Tug, <laughs> tug and tag and grope and... Uh, those
3: are actually all moves Hulk Hogan uses in his sex tape. Oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like poetry it rhymes
1: was that a George Lucas reference there uh, Brad
0: (laughs) I was yeah I knew you'd get that that was for
1: you solidarity
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we talked about this a few weeks ago California passed a law saying NCAA athletes are going to get paid starting like 2023 or something because of that a bunch of the other big states started considering it including weirdly enough Florida Uh, so Florida started considering it Texas and Michigan Because all of them is because they pump out a ton of athletes. That means a ton more money for their state, right? Like they know that directly. Those are the big recruiting states. They know they stand to take a ton of cash. NCAA, I'm going to give Brad credit to this because he did call this. NCAA uh, saw this, freaked the fuck out, and just unanimously passed that athletes are allowed to take sponsorship deals. That happened this week, which is huge. I never thought I'd see that like in my lifetime or at least before the NCAA crumbled itself.
0: Yeah, it was it was only a matter of time, uh, especially once Florida got into it. Like, those are your two,
2: like the top two uh, football states. You know, yeah, there is no NCAA if those two pull out, or or you have to push them out because they're allowing athletes to get paid like that. The whole thing is dead if you do that. That it changes everything. That changes the face of amateur sports entirely totally. in this country. Every every like aspect it. of
0: that. it really doesn't. It changes college football.
2: Specifically, but that is you know, most of the amateur sports because we don't have amateur leagues in a lot of places. Because uh, of what college. do you call minor league baseball? Dog shit that I'm not watching.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> but, league, I mean, but that, yeah. that's an amateur league. That's an amateur, you know, yes. you can get drafted. The Braves draft somebody when they're 18 and they decide to go into the major league system, they get paid like $1.2 million. Yeah, but
2: there's no football amateur league in the uh, NBA. Those are European leagues. There's no American. Yeah, there's uh, the D league. There's the D league. But I mean, again, like that's closer to,
0: you know, the college model like that, the foot, the NCAA football and basketball are sort of like the developmental leagues for the pro league. Right. There's Europe is basketball is changing since there's so much talent coming in from, you know, abroad. This is specifically for football and it's big it could be it could be big you know uh my my senator uh richard burr from the great state of north carolina has already come out with a plan to tax them because we can't have black people having nice things especially young black males if
2: you're a republican senator
3: no that's um, chaos um, you think the, they'd
2: love this shit right oh oh finally people are going to get rich uh this is what i'm all about bootstraps nope. Yes, yeah, it's
3: capitalism happening
2: that, i mean that <laughs> is what that is so Romney, they interviewed him about this and it starts off him being like, yeah, no, I'm supportive. The athletes should get paid. I was like, that is wasn't expecting that. But then uh, he said, and I quote, college sports can't have a couple of athletes on campus driving around at Ferrari's while everybody else is basically having a hard (laughs) time making ends meet.
3: Oh, It's almost as if we could do many things about multiple parts of what the fuck you just said.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, you're the you're the real life version of the guy driving around a Ferrari while everyone else makes ends meet that that that's the whole system, man. You just described it. You just, yeah, you it, the short version of that is, hey, we can't let the NCAA turn super capitalist. Like, <laughs> Yeah,
3: no, it, at least these fucking athletes are getting brain damage to get their Ferraris. What the fuck are you getting?
0: Uh, Romney, uh, had a very hard, um, you know, mission trip to Paris and he had to ask his dad very nicely for his money to start his first company.
3: I actually, I actually realized I have no fucking clue how Mitt Romney got
0: money. His dad was a state Senator. No, yeah. his dad was no, he a, governor. a governor of Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, a very his successful. His dad was the head
1: of HUD as well.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. successful businessman. Um, and Romney,
2: it's multi generational. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I think we're at three generations of wealth for Romney. I'm just,
3: ho- I'm just hoping um, that the Romney fortune breaks down once we get into this third generation of crud and brud and broad Tug. and whatever the fuck <laughs> these people are named.
0: Ronna Romney McDaniel is the chair of the RNC, <laughs> and she has. Dr- R- Here we go, Ronna, Ronna Romney McDaniel. <laughs> um,
3: no fucking way.
0: That is a real name, and uh, so she dropped the Romney from the end of her name to make Trump happy.
4: <laughs> That's so
3: fucking embarrassing.
2: It's so craven. Oh. Which is uh, the title of my new Disney Plus show. Um, I hope you'll watch. It <laughs> <laughs> took Rob a second, and then I got I got the uh, I got the nod of approval here. I like that. I like that.
4: Brett. I like that
2: Brett. <laughs> That's 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 how my comedy career is going. Is uh, this is like Rocky, and he's my trainer. I'm off to the side hitting the bag, and every so often <laughs> I get like I get like a grim nod, like you're doing all right.
4: <laughs> I just would like to I
0: would like to uh, point out for I know we have a lot of viewers that probably don't follow college football as yes. as hard as us Southerners do, but uh, the way college football currently works is that your biggest schools build. Absolutely insane facilities, yes. right? They yes. pay all their players under the table. They get them jobs where they sit, you know, at a car dealership and get paid $50 an hour to sit in the back room. They teach them, they give them fake classes, right? These kids are there Where's to they? play football. They are there to play football. That's what they're there to do. Everyone knows it and everyone just keeps their mouths shut about it. Intro how- zoology. At North Carolina, they had them taking the African American experience, where they would having. uh, They did this for a decade, where they would have their tutors just take their test for them.
1: Hell yeah, Butch Davis, baby. At FSU, the biology class uh, that all the athletes had to take, I was also in, uh, and they gave out a study guide that was. It was the study guide was every question that could possibly appear on the exam and then the correct answer. So, you know, the exam is only going to have about 30 questions and they gave you the bank of 100 of them. So if you just looked at it, you could remember what the answer was. So it's like, damn, this, yeah. this is pretty damning. They really do take care of athletes at, at this school, huh? Uh, I mean, this is, this is pretty, is cutting it pretty close. And then I went to the actual exam, which you take uh, in this big room with a bunch of computers. And next to every computer was that same study guide.
3: <laughs>
4: no fucking way.
1: So the the question would come up and you just turn to the study guide <laughs> and go, oh, yeah, there it is. See. <laughs>
2: Fuck, I missed that
1: class. Oh, it, the- it was awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the head coach of the best, probably the best program in the country right now, uh, Clemson, is uh, Dabo Swinney, former Alabama Crimson Tide player. And Clemson, uh, for those that don't know, probably right now has the best facilities in college football. That Greenville-Spartanburg area where Clemson is near has become very, very profitable. There's a lot of money in the area, and it's all going into Clemson football, and they're doing very, very well. Uh, Dabo Swinney is a Jesus-loving man. Every player gets baptized at midfield when they get recruited. Uh, Dabo forced <laughs> of his underclassmen to go to the White House. They were the team that received the fast food uh, banquet, if you all remember that.
3: Easily one of my favorite things Trump has done.
0: <gasps> Dabo Swen, and, but he's he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Just to say like, oh, I meant to do this the first time. It wasn't just because I shut down the government for no reason. No, that was
3: so fucking funny. Like, honestly, I have full respect for him just serving just a pile of just dog shit, cold fast food every time someone comes to the White House. It's the funniest fucking possible use of your executive authority.
0: Um, Dabo <laughs> is making a cool... 8.25 mil this season. Oh uh, fucking God, Dabo also has the best coaching staff, the most highest paid coaching staff in the nation, and they do everything for him. Dabo is a terrible coach, um, so he's just sitting there on the sidelines, just you know, watching his former and future NFL players destroy you know <laughs> University of South Carolina. Um, Dabo famously said he may quit college football if players get paid. Who knows what's going to happen down the road? I have no idea. They may do away with college football in three years. There may need a college football. They want to professionalize college athletics. Well, then maybe I'll go to the pros. If I'm going to coach pro football, I might as well do that. Dabo, you would not get hired by anyone in the NFL
1: because you're a fucking idiot. What a weird moral stand. You know, (laughs) this is my line in the sand. You know, I got to look out for keeping these kids unpaid. And, you know, if you push me too hard, even I might have to go to the Jacksonville
4: Jaguars.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Dabo?
0: D-A-B-O, Swinney, S-W-I-N-N-E-Y, or Y. Okay,
3: I I do not follow college football, so you guys could (laughs) just be making this up, and I would have no way of telling. Dabo?
1: That's the name of a character in someone's uh, NaNoWriMo novel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think, so part of the reason I think that people like Dabo are pissed is because if you are a college athlete and some of these kids are huge, even as they're picking colleges, right? They're already like hot commodities and you have all these adult men creepily preying on 18 year olds and trying to convince them to fucking commit to their school. 15, 16,
3: a normal relationship.
2: That's why Davo got his job. Cause he's really good at lying to children. And the big change here is if they're getting sponsorship deals, now they have some measure of power in the system. And that makes a big fucking difference, right?
0: And let's and let's uh unless you know remember what is the main like what was the main sticking point for players getting paid that's like that they're they're so pissed off about was that NCA EA's NCAA 2000 you know whatever uh. was not paying them for, to sell this video game and so when this came out they're like yeah you need to, you need to pay these kids if you're gonna put their faces and images and their like physical abilities and we all know who they all are even though the names aren't on the jerseys and you're making money off this EA just said okay we'll just won't make the game and they shuttered it for the last, you know, what, eight
2: years? Yes. Even Jesus. the courts have agreed that you should be paying people for their labor, especially if you're using their likeness to make more money off of them. And the NCAA and the people they partner with went, it's not worth it, then fuck them. And just stopped entirely. So this is huge. This is going to change the face of college athletics. No, it, I actually it's, don't it's think phenomenal. it will.
0: I actually do not think it will it'll really? they'll get paid. It's not going to change like the balance of power. There's going to be like a couple of random teams that has like some insane billionaire alumni who just wants like Central Oklahoma State, you know, agricultural college to have the best recruiting class in the country, <laughs> which will which will be kind of funny uh if that happens. But uh as far as like, you know, Alabama's going nowhere. Tennessee's era South
2: Carolina, or Clemson's going nowhere, you know. I mean, Tennessee's also going nowhere. <laughs> they just oh like everyone God. living there. That, um, thank you. That wouldn't mean, would
3: mean you'd essentially be able to buy a really good team.
2: Yes, yes it would. Right? It turns into uh, European sports leagues, the lower ones, like individual city and town, Like, what are basically their amateur farm leagues as well, where if you have a rich benefactor for your city who goes, fuck it, I want a good team, and they just purchase one, yeah, you can do that
3: damn it's a fucked up system where people with more money and more capital have way more power
2: (laughs) just to
0: just to throw a funny thing out here uh you know former legend ross perot uh we all remember him (laughs) was like an insane booster of oklahoma state football like everything on that (laughs) campus was bought and paid for by ross perot and so imagine something like that.
1: Well, <laughs> that's already the University of Miami with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he keeps hiring 16-year-old girls. They're not doing very well on the field. I don't know what's happening.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's going on with NCAA. This shit's huge. Um, I'm really interested to see how it goes. I don't entirely agree about Brad, with Brad that it's not going to change things. Um, but we're going to save that for a Brad and Brett debate in the future, uh, <laughs> which is coming. Um, can I get uh, another passage from the Hulk Hogan uh, letterotica on the way out? <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're going to make that pussy sing, brother. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 all right, that's a terrible note. <laughs> and, um, Goodbye.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, I'm... everybody. This is uh, Brett at Board. We had Rob at Dumb and Awful. We had Mason doing incredible Hulk Hogan impersona- impersonations <laughs> at ZZEK uh, And Brad at Fizz Fischizzle. Fis- Fis- uh, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> join us on Patreon if you want additional content. Uh, it's uh, join only on one Patreon tier. If
3: you want my uh, Hulk Hogan Literatica.
2: yes, correct. Which I we, will be doing. We will we will be releasing that just just to delight <laughs> me. Join the Discord if you haven't already. There should be a link in the notes, which should work. I keep updating them to make sure they work. Um, and then if you don't want to do any of those things, write us a review because everything is run by algorithms and as the right wing has figured out, uh, we can manipulate the algorithms, So help us manipulate them to make more people listen to us who aren't already on the left. Thanks, y'all.